0: Podcast is part of the sports Social Podcast network. Oh, here Welcome back to Played in Full, The podcast' all about film, TV and all the things in between. This is where we talk about all the things that you've watched, we've watched, we should watch, and all of that good stuff now. It's been a while it's been a long time I feel like we've all been inebriated with Christmas cheer let's say a lot of festive functions we've been doing a lot I know you've probably missed us I've actually missed the pod and without further ado I'm going to introduce my co-hosts let me start with Ross hello how are you feeling you're not looking great I'll be real
1: I mean yeah you know like you I've had a, a very fun festive period drank too much uh consistently for the last week including last night and that was a slightly traumatizing uh experience as we were talking in the group chat earlier and you forced me to delete to save it for this very moment
0: i can't wait i can't wait to get into this story we have one of the most ptsd indu- uh <laughs> inducing moments that i think Anybody will ever hear. And this is going to be a crown jewel in the Playdom Podcast. <laughs> like, I think
2: it's going to be one of the greatest moments ever. Uh, CJ, how are you feeling? I'm good, man, but I'm tired. I've just, like, um, Russ, I was drinking last night and I was in Birmingham, my hometown. Um was there for a couple of days. My heart's full and warm with love. Um, but I'm absolutely shattered. And I'm going to get through this, guys. I'm going to get through this for you. Okay, Daniel
0: Benningfields.
3: Um, I gotta get through this <laughs> big tune do you know what actually speaking of uh, Natasha
2: quickly um, of I watched the TikTok oh, okay. when I, wa- I watched the TikTok and she randomly tells drivers like this is her brother when he's on the radio I found it really nice that's,
3: really that's so funny. sick
0: how often yeah. is she in a cab and her brother's on the radio that'd be funny
2: She she's done it in like two or three two or three videos I'm sure I'll send it in the group chat later but yeah because I face, feel them like
3: old school stations, them old school like pop stations.
2: No, I hear it. He defo plays like... on the radio, but I'm just
0: saying, how often can it be that she gets like? I would be putting it on, like it's I would true. just connect it's his true. YouTube, put it on, and be like, oh yeah, this is my brother, by the way. <laughs> 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 anyway, that that voice you could hear in the background was Jude. Jude, how are you feeling?
3: Yeah, I'm alright. You know what? It's funny because we were talking earlier about me being like it's very Scroogey this December, but um. Yeah, no, I had a few, like, family illnesses and stuff. Much better. And, yeah, like, I have got into the Christmas cheer probably a day and a half after Christmas itself. But, yeah, like, I'm good. As CJ said, heart warm kind of period. So, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm delighted. And there's been a few Christmas bangers, like, in terms of films we've seen on the back end of, like, festivals and during the month as well. So, I'm excited to talk about that.
0: Love a Christmas film film me. I've watched so many Christmas films. It's been fantastic. But speaking of festive functions and seeing people over Christmas having fun. I wanna I wanna throw it to Ross so that Ross can tell us a story, a tale okay. of Christmas disgust and you So, use
1: shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean honestly I haven't stopped thinking about it I got home after kind of uh after last night and and Tia was working at 7 a.m this morning she was like if you're going to come home late don't wake me up and the first thing I did was wake her up because I just I had to tell her the story and be like look I'm sorry I'm really late but you will not believe the night we've had so Arjun comes to Southampton and it's an impromptu we're going to go out for a few beers we think it's going to be fairly casual. But as we're kind of going from bar to bar, we're seeing more people and then we're all that like kind of get to a spot and there's a big crowd out. Lots of people we've not seen for like some of them for years, some of them for at least like several months. So it's a really good energy. You know, as you say, hearts are warm. It's so nice to just kind of be with everyone. The bar rack closes and it kind of gets to that point in the night is do we go somewhere else or do we just, you know, call it a night? Do we get the taxis home? And there's a, a nice bar in Samsung called Heartbreakers. And we said, let's just go there. We'll have one more. We'll go to Heartbreakers. So we get there. The vibe is great. You know, the music's good. Everyone's having a great time. There's a nice little crowd. There's good energy in there. The Guinness is perfect. It's pure cream. And then suddenly, there's a splash behind us by the door. And at first. It looks like it's come down the stairs that lead up. So we thought, oh, someone's spilt their drink. But then it's just continuing to splash. And we oh, thought, no. someone's puking. And then suddenly everyone sort of turns towards this kind of... Where the splashing is coming from. And it's turning brown. <laughs> and then everyone suddenly looks up. And what I can only describe as a tsunami of human fecal matter... No! It's cascading just down into the bar. And then everyone just fucking shoves and climbs over each other to get like further back. And there are just fucking turds slamming into the ground. And then the bouncer and the staff are like,
0: get the fuck out, get out of the bag, get out the fuck out.
1: And uh, what it is, is the sewage pipe. They've got an exposed sewage pipe that runs above the entrance to the bar. And that shit has just burst. And literally, it's just a hurricane of just piss and shit and what God knows what, just crashing into the bar. And it was it fucking must have grim. Smelled
2: amazing. In
3: that is fucking horrifying. That is horrifying. That would that that to me would feel like it's, I'm in a fucking fire. I would be running.
0: A fire. It wouldn't feel like it was a fire. It would feel Bro, like I would feel I'm alive like,
3: myself. Man, I would have. That to, would feel like I would simply black...
0: have to die. <laughs>
3: Bruv, it's you have to you have to just escape. That is fucking nasty. Piss and shit bursting from a fucking main pipe. That is a fusion of so much shit and piss gathered from all around the world. Infused whole... piss and oh,
2: shit, you know, that's crazy. That is, it, it's it was just and probably it drugs was insane.
3: Fermented doo doo just just spraying down. Fermented
2: doo doo is insane,
3: by the way. That is Fucking like soybeans. but dude... and,
2: like So they shove us
1: out the back and then one of the guys who works there says, oh yeah, I'm surprised it took so long to happen. And we're like, what no, the I fuck don't... do you mean? You know uh, that I this mean, thing's know, been like bubbling, just like brewing ready to go. And <laughs> they escort us, they kick us out through the back and you're basically in this car park and they say, right, everyone's just going to have to go down this alleyway and go around to the front. And that's it, your night's over. And as you get to the front, like, the front door, the window is just covered in just shit. You can see it all, like, leaking out through the door into the road. Couldn't believe it, man. And this everyone, we go to, to the bar round the corner, and then it was just, everyone was just in shock. We just didn't know what to cheap, do. We didn't man. know what to say, like, just like, do you want another drink? It's like, I think we need one. Be honest. Because man. literally. Get a drop on you? No. The amazing thing is, it literally just gushed out when no one stood.
0: Don't believe yeah. it. Somebody no. got a drop on him. No, i I've been getting onto Arjun all day. The way he said no
3: we're so, so assured. Like, yeah, I, I don't think he did. It was no, I've been getting
0: onto Arjun all day. I've been no,
1: honestly, shit. honestly, no one, there was no one in the firing line. And it just like. And as I said, I got home and Antia's is like, oh God, why did you wake me up? It's just like, he, honestly, Antia, and I told her the story and then she rolled over to go back to sleep. And then she just rolled back, and she was like, "What do you mean it was raining shit? <laughs> like she she had to go to sleep, but she had to know she couldn't go to sleep without knowing what I meant." I was like, it was, imagine oh also Christ. imagine if you're a guy just upstairs, you've just taken the biggest shit of your life." I was gonna say, like, "Who wow. did the
0: shit? Was it you? Was it Arjun? Was it Kurt? What did you did?" <laughs> well, we don't know. Someone did the it,
1: log that broke the no all I know that is shit. I was enjoying it was, one of was... You's. it was one of you's I was enjoying that, the best the, Guinness of the, the night like, you know? and then suddenly someone's doo-doo is flying on the bar
3: That is, that is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> I, I would actually I will quit my job There's no way I'm a part of the cleanup process There's no way There's no fucking way I'm handing my notice right there and <laughs> there As soon as the pipe starts even creaking and I'm like, that's a shit pipe I am gone you it's you. It's they were you, meant Ross. they were
1: meant to have a big New Year's Eve thing as well. I like, well that's not happening. It was you, <laughs> you No one is going there to New Year's
0: drinking you were drinking Guinness.
3: No I, I could actually sink the their shit. business, you know, because it's just gonna smell <laughs> like shit. I would like, like to
0: good. I would like to announce that the bar has uh apparently cleaned up and they said it's business as usual from tonight.
3: No, f- fuck
0: off. No, nah, it can't be business that's as usual saying. tonight.
2: That's insane. That's insane. I need you
1: to show me that message. I need to see those facts because I can't easy. believe that. No, I refuse I'm to conscious. believe. No,
3: it's how? Got refurbish. It's got to refurbish, bro. That, that's going to well, be the shit that? bar forever.
1: You yeah, I could like never go in there because I'd. And also, because the thing is, that pipe is like b- above the front door. So even if you wanted to walk in, i like, I don't. I've got trust issues. How do I know that, you know, someone's log is not just going to hit me in the eye?
0: That is Somebody definitely did that shit. (laughs) The
1: thing is, we were waiting. Everyone was outside. I was like, is there someone upstairs? Because there is just probably some unsuspecting guy who's just taking the best (laughs) shit of his life. And he's thinking, oh, my God, thank God that's out. And he's come down and he's just seen it again. He's like, I recognize this.
3: That is hilarious. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I was about to say, I don't know what possesses people. But it's not really their fault directly. But still, that's very, very angry. Yeah,
0: it's not whoever's <laughs> fault who had the shit. It's like probably probably well, I mean, the not... staff for making sure for not making sure the pipes are correctly like, yeah. done.
1: And also, as I say, like the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, we're not surprised that this has happened. It's almost like we're surprised it took so long. It's like, that's not a thing you should say. No, no that is a as a as, as a worker at a so bar or owner of a bar, you should be saying that you should be saying this is a catastrophe this is so unexpected
3: they invited you into a shit establishment literally and had that <laughs> hanging over your head for apples.
2: <laughs> i would have been, it's sick in, everywhere. It's been I would it's just incredible
3: honestly
1: it and it, again it was just like i was we were just saying to the guy we're like it must fucking reek in there right now and he goes no it's all right I was like you're lying to me there is a river of fecal matter on your windows i could see it coming out of the front door you cannot tell me that it doesn't smell it's, in there
3: that has become his house smell that's what, he that's what
1: i mean you can it's clean like even if you clean that there is a smell ingrained in that floor forever yeah well, like I mean, you're gonna go in there and you're gonna be a bit like no nah, something's not right that is so it's good. gonna be like permaguff so you're gonna everyone's gonna look around like someone's just shit but it's just in permaguff. the wood
3: oh my god
0: ladies and gentlemen permaguff <laughs> That is the word of today's right. pod. Should we get into some films, lads?
1: I think we might need to.
3: Reviewing? Do you
0: He needs. He needs to forget what happened last night. So, I'm no, pretty no. sure that he should. Let's start somewhere quite fun. What was the best Christmas film everyone watched this Christmas?
3: The Holdovers for me.
0: Watched this Christmas? You watched that two months it's, ago. I'm
3: counting it as my Christmas. It's Fucking my idiot. Christmas film, bro.
0: I said that you watched this month!
3: Admit, no, answer no, the question. I'm counting that. Because you know, as I said, I've had a very busy month. So I'm counting that one. Literally.
0: You just can't answer the question.
3: I, I'll i be honest. I, I respect seen, it. I've seen a whole spread of films this month. But my mainstay has not been Christmas films. We haven't had the same Christmas year. I didn't even put up a Christmas tree this month. So I might actually be quite Scroogey. I spent Christmas Day at my sister's came back home we didn't watch a film there everyone went to bed so I didn't really have the time for the Christmas Christmas film but in having't seen the holdovers that's my Christmas film I'm sticking with it I'm sorry I know I should have watched something else but yeah it has to be the holdovers
1: I like it I mean you know I, I'm still desperate to see it I've not I've withheld the urge to just kind of go to any pirate site and just stream it i thought I'll, I, will, I will wait it's it pissed me off that it's everyone's calling it like a brand new christmas classic and uk distributors thought this is a really good idea to just plug it through in january yeah the so month good. after when everyone is sick and tired of it now because it's christmas it's is so over bad. it's done and it's just like oh here's a very heavy christmas movie so like, oh, the, the
3: one thing okay. i would say about the holdovers is like because some people some people have been like yeah well this isn't a christmas film because of X, Y, and Z, but my thing is, if you can classify, like, a Die Hard as a Christmas film, you can class- classify almost any type of film set around... The- have, have people been
0: saying that's not a Christmas film? I've seen some people that that the whole
3: isn't a Christmas film. I've seen some. I'm not saying it's a majority... That's a bit there. crazy. That's, that's kind of how it is.
0: But, the entire premise is so Christmas. Some people
1: We're consider even... it, don't it? unless it's about Santa Claus or it's about
3: exactly. snow and uh, Christmas
1: trees and presents exactly. and whatever. In it's that not, sense, it does not count.
3: I, I see it more as like a... It's a Christmas film to me, but yeah, even in looking at the trailers and stuff, the fact that it's Christmas isn't really emphasised on It's like, this is just a comedy set, a coming-to-age come comedy set around the Christmas period, and it uses that holiday to home in all of the themes of the movie. So in one sense, I can get why they're, why, why they're saying that, some people, but yeah, it's just a brilliant it's a film that made me want to be together with my people, like whoever it is. Even in last night, it's a bit of a tangent, but last night we're having like loads of kind of like bridging heart to hearts. like, oh, I love you, bro. Da-da-da-da. We've had a great year. We've spent, we've done some amazing things. And that's kind of how the whole of made me feel. It made me just feel together. It made me want to support others. And yeah, without spoiling it, I just think Paul Giamatti and Dominic Cesar's Chemistry together is brilliant. Like acting near flawless to me. I was I was laughing at all the jokes. Yeah, it's just a tidy, tidy Christmas film.
0: Holdovers is a really interesting film. Like a friend, a friend of the pod Naz, she's not a fan at all. I think it's a perfectly good film, but I don't love it that much. I would say it's definitely a Christmas film, because I think the entire premise is it taking place over Christmas. Like, if that's not a Christmas film, then you could say Love Actually and The Holiday are not Christmas films. And I think they very much are. But I I think it's a perfectly fine film. Like, the action is good. The character development is good. But it doesn't lack... It doesn't change my life. I think it's. I think people are excited to have a coming of age film again because it feels like ages since yeah. we've had one of those, and that's probably the best thing I can say about it. But I don't dislike anything about it. I just feel like it's uh, It's almost like, it's almost quite polarizing. I feel like as a film, I feel like some people really like it. Some people don't care that much about it or dislike it. Sorry, I feel like I'm quite neutral towards neutral positive. I think it's a good film.
1: Yeah it's interesting cuz as i say most of the things that I mean I've not yet seen it and it's out on January the 17th i think it is in the UK so yeah. it it sat high on my list of most anticipated movies for next year because um because obviously it's not had its official UK release yet but it did obviously the festival circuit and stuff um mm-hmm. but i i've only really heard kind of like really glowing stuff about it but i think it's also you know it's one of those films where I think it's very well, from the sounds of it, it's very well written. Cessa is a guy who's like this breakout talent that got hired because he was, I think, at the school that they did the filming in. Like he was a student and he was just like, I'll would, you know, I'll audition for the film. And they said, this guy is just fucking perfect. So he got the job that way. And, you know, Giamatti, I think, you know, he's one of those guys in Hollywood where everyone loves him. He's a really great kind of character actor and a really great supporting actor whenever he's in anything. And I think, you know, it's one of those films where people are quite happy probably for him to kind of get his flowers and kind of get his dues. Um, So no, I'm really looking forward to that.
3: Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. And I think the best quality of the film for me is the comedic timing, the way everything is well worked together because there's also layers to the film. Like, yeah, one, it's a Christmas film. Two it's uh, a film that is quite critical of like the American system of education and how like the middle and upper class can process children through certain schools in order to get them to certain places. And Paul Giamatti plays a character that has like quite liberal aims but is in this system. And because he's in this system, he gets to see and analyse who's worth becoming a thing. So it's like the student's success or rather their immediate success with schooling depends on him and him being a teacher like affording them the results and yeah there's there's loads there's just loads to it and then there's also like a third layer in the fact that there are some like working class students or were rather and how they can all incorporate into the school system by like using other things like a, a cleaning role or security and stuff like that so mm. yeah it, it speaks it speaks a lot but i think i think probably the downfall in this conversation and maybe why it's so polarizing for someone like Skelly at the moment is because of that lack of uk release and the timeliness of it because when we have like the I'd say the rest of the world, or rather, American audiences and reviewers talking about the films mm-hmm. at the same time yeah, the movie, yeah. is it just makes that much of a, a wider bridge? We've seen it in so many different films, so yeah, I, I just, I'm quite disappointed that it didn't get that release because I would have loved to talk about this like this. Yeah, and see whatever else. Is. I,
1: and I and I think it's also that thing of as I say, by the time we get to January, because ultimately is a christmas movie and even like some of the posters to advertise it are things like they're stood in the broken ball ball it's obviously a lot of the promotional injuries christmas based i think it's not going to do well in the box office i don't necessarily think it's going to kind of make huge waves partly because of uh, it's just its release um but you know unfortunately that's just how it goes but scully if it's if the holdovers wasn't your favorite christmas movie what is the fa- your favorite hmm. or the best christmas movie that you've watched this year
0: I just discovered Jingle Jangle. That was kinda cute. So Stars Keys from Key Peel, uh Keegan Michelle Keys and Forrest Whitaker and uh produced by John Legend. It's like uh it's a it's a this is a quintessential Christmas film. Like it couldn't get more Christmassy. It, it's it's there's some musical elements, they're all dressed like it's the 1700s. it's about a toy maker. And that people lose things and discover things and reconnect with family over the Christmas period. At one stage he dances to Francophone Afrobeats and gets sturdy. Forrest Whitaker, this is. And I was like, okay, there's a lot going on here. But it's um it's a fun film, man. It's a fun film. The musical bits are quite good. And like it's very tongue in cheek, like it knows because it's got Forrest Whitaker and it's got uh uh Keegan Michelle Key in it as well they're very aware of the bits that would be silly and or corny and they, like, lean into it. And that that can be very funny because they're, like, it's almost like they're about to break the fourth wall in certain parts. So it's a very family-friendly film, but obviously there's, like, little bits where, like, they break the fourth wall for the adults, which is cool. I rewatched The Holiday, which I haven't seen in a while, and I forgot how good that film was. And also how different Hollywood used to be Black like Jack Black was like a heartthrob in that film because he was like the funny caring guy.
2: Um for me bless me. Um I don't really watch Christmas films, you know. I I only like um Love Actually. Uh but I did watch I did watch um This Christmas with my family, the one with Chris Brown. I thought that was okay. Um Chris Brown is in a Christmas film. Yeah, it's called This Christmas. It sounds like hell. And he sings <laughs> he sings this Christmas. Like it's like Chris Brown before he went crazy. So like before Stump the Yard and that
3: like. I was gonna say so he was probably screw facing, right? Yeah, he, yeah, was, he was like Brown, it's
2: like when he had the lisp and he was like Hang on Mythoto. Like that like that's how he was oh, yeah, singing. He's definitely screw facing. So exactly. so yeah, um it's not, like, it's not that bad. Um but yeah, it's not um amazing. But yeah, I don't really I'm not really a Christmas guy, to be honest. But, yeah. So very short damn. and sweet from me. Damn, damn, damn.
0: you watch any Christmas films?
2: You know what?
1: I normally watch an absolute boatload and I normally have my favourites, but it's just been really busy this year. So I've not really watched too many. So the ones that I normally go to, things like It's a Wonderful Life, didn't get around to this year. And that is also one of those ones which I think you could probably watch at kind of any time around the season. So I might still watch it before the year is out. So tonight or tomorrow. um but the two that I did kind of watch this year that I've I've seen before that I both really like is White Christmas, just ultimate classic, quintessential Bing Crosby. Sounds um, racially
3: motivated. <laughs>
1: well, it's also it comes with a bit of a trigger warning. It's not got the proudest moments in it. Okay. Same thing with like Holiday. In it gets the old disclaimer of some of these elements were of its time, and you always know that you are so in slightly rocky boat. It is racially record. motivated. There is a bit of a minstrel dance. Let's put it that way. Oh God! God, which if you watch a Holiday in, they do blackface, which is like, oh, this is this isn't what I want for a Christmas movie at all.
0: And you say these then, are your favorite Christmas films?
1: No, that's not my Christmas. This is Christmas insane. Christmas ladies Christmas and gentlemen. Like
0: we got we him, we
2: got
1: him. <laughs> <or father laughs> films.
3: You we got him. This is the one we shall, we shall be watching today. <laughs>
1: And then the other one was planes, trains, and automobiles. That's <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just not even going back to it. We're just getting through it.
0: And, w- and what kind of uh racism, ism, or phobia does it ha- does that have?
1: Um I'd say it's fairly fat phobic. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's all right
2: then. Isn't it?
1: John Cam- John Candy, he's just presented as just a big slob. But he's hilarious <laughs> in it, you know. Listen, I like Fair my enough. I like my Christmas spoons with a bit of edge. Yeah. I don't know Back in a simpler
0: did. time. Back in my day.
1: Know. Back in my day? Back in my day. We could say what we want and no, would give a fuck. You could call someone a fat shit. <laughs> well, we, we got to cut all this. This isn't staying in.
2: Um, nah, keep in. I used to be a character to the to Go on.
1: I used to be fat. I can say it. Um, but no, plane <laughs> trades and automobiles... I think it's hilarious. It's just great. Steve Martin, John Candy, more Thanksgiving-y movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I think it just sort of kind of blends in with that that time of year. Um, And Thanksgiving
0: is the start to the festive
1: period, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to throw a controversial opinion out there. I have to watch Love Actually each year because it's Antia's favourite Christmas movie. And I think Mm -hmm. Love Actually is fucking rubbish.
2: Right, let's just move on because I can't. I can't be bothered for him today. I can't be bothered. I'm too tired. I think it is
1: the worst Christmas movie. I don't think it's entertaining. I think it's. I think it's awful. I think it's just. I hate it.
2: What's your um, lady's name? Sorry, Antia. Antia. Antia, if you're listening, break up with (laughs) him. Break up with him.
0: I like Love, actually, but it doesn't really get good until the second,
1: third. It gets really good when the end credits roll. Oh, piss it off. Oh. It's a classic, man.
2: It's a classic. What's I not to like about it? I hate this man. He watches racist films, <laughs> and blackface, and hates my film, that I love. <laughs> I, I used you to hate Christmas like, films.
3: It just took CJ, like, 24 or 25 episodes to call The White Guy a racist, but halfway between filming the first one, he called two black guy races is that not mad is that mad to you
2: no because rush treads carefully anyway
1: <laughs> i keep my racism hidden away
2: yeah there we go and i'm still the i'm still the least racist on the pod anyway this is a you're wild absolutely, pod absolutely you're way.
0: absolutely the most racist well you this know is let's, an,
2: this is a crazy pod let's
0: end the year strong so we can start you know with a clean slate no racism no alcohol
1: no shit for crawling from ceilings <laughs> that's all I want
0: About a Boy About a Boy is a Christmas film innit I like that that's
1: one of my favourites that is not a Christmas movie is it
0: first and foremost Will Freeman the titular character lives like the whole reason why he's a like, playboy is because he's living from the money from his dad's Christmas song and I'm pretty sure he meets the boy at Christmas time
2: okay that makes it a Christmas film
0: it's like the holdovers the entire got me. is Christmas the entire the setting is Christmas. Christmas movie. Yeah,
3: that's that. Well, that is my same kind of like um, the same variables I used to say the whole of this is a Christmas film.
0: I and and I before. say Die Hard is a Christmas I film so. for the same reason.
3: Die Hard is a Christmas yeah. film. Exactly. Die Hard is a Christmas
0: movie. I think it's a Christmas movie. I think if the setting is Christmas, it is a Christmas film. Yeah. Yeah, no matter it's what it's happens, a, it could yeah. be it could I be Sharknado. But if it's Sharknado on Christmas Eve, it's a Christmas film.
1: I'd watch it. That's what I'm saying. I'd watch that.
0: Have Father Christmas just flying down from a giant hammerhead.
3: You know what? That, that also just reminds me. So there's a there's a few. Like um, Batman Returns is probably one of my favourite Christmas films.
0: Batman yeah. Returns is a Christmas film.
3: Have you seen... um? You've seen Tokyo Godfathers, right? The anime film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is also ah. considered a Christmas it, start, it
0: starts on Christmas Eve. So it is
3: on Christmas Eve. Fesh? Yeah. So pff, that could be considered. None considered of these bad. are
2: classics anyway. So CJ's just so full of hate today. Your this classic is, is the, the worst. This is what happened when Ross, I'm going to read. Really, I'm going to really ignore you today. You, <laughs> we're well not even. No, we're just past half an hour and you're pissing me off. But <laughs> it's okay because I love you more than anyone on this pod. I love it, oh, too. There you go. Uh, there you go again. Was your racism?
3: That is, that is, is, you could just say stuff to Ross without taking away from us.
0: Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like how will you use your hate for Ross as a way to be racist. We need to talk about your colorism next year. Like we need that to.
3: Whoa! No, You need to address. You got like what a day and a half left to address some things within yourself.
2: Listen, my, ther- my, I can't go to my therapist anymore. Um, so why? Oh, it's a bit, de- it's a bit deeper. Now. I'll talk about the call. nothing I've done. Nothing I've done. Okay, nothing cool. she's done either. Oh, okay. but it's just, yeah, and it's, it's not deep. because she's black. No, like I actually no. She, I don't like. The, I no. didn't like the pause though. I didn't like. The, you, did right. <laughs> you were no, like. I, no, <laughs> I just like. No, when I t- when I tell you, you're gonna be like, oh shit. But like it's, it's, it's yeah. took like
3: more of a pause than Rusted to admit that shit got on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: My, I was clean. There was no pieces was, on me.
3: Please, I don't want to talk
2: about Christmas films anymore. I want to talk about all the amazing films I've watched over this year because I've re-watched some um, this week. And this year for film was so fucking good. Start us off so then. Set
0: pace. Tell us about some of your favourite films of 2020.
2: My favourite film, I'm going to just give Top you five. five. Top I'm gonna five. I'm going to give you a fucking five, all right? Cool. At number one... We have the Christopher Nolan spectacle. Oppen Hizzy Oppenheimer. Loved it. Yes, Lived it. Loved it. Watched it for three hours. It is brilliant. I watched it the other day. Listen, as much as I really want to watch it, in, I really wanted to watch it in January. I said to myself, let me just watch, especially that last hour and a half Um, again. So I did, I did stream it on a, a website. I shouldn't have, um, but I watched it again. Everything
0: legal, legal, everything above board. Everything, yeah, legal, everything
2: legal, everything legal, everything legal, Um, Yeah. Anyway, um, when I watched it, I literally said, this is brilliant. It's two films split into one. Like it's mad. It's a, it's a war film for the first hour and a half, hour 40, hour whatever. And then the next hour is a drama. Like it's like a legal drama. It's amazing to watch. That is my favourite film of the year. Second, I'm gonna to have to give it to Across the Spider Verse, sensational film, animation, ten out of ten. Can't wait for the third one. Um, I love the cliffhanger it ends on, like the 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 deeper meanings, you know, with um, you know Gwen and stuff like that, and whatever blah, blah blah. We all know we spoke about it. Go check out the episode. I'm gonna say that number two, and number three, and number three, we have the film that excited me the most this year, Barbie. Barbie mm. loved it. I'm loved loving the passion. I watched it with my co-host and Morale, who was falling asleep, I think, um, in the cinema. And honest to God, like, I loved the day that we went because we did Barmanheimer with did both films. But Barbie to me was just, I remember saying to my friends who weren't on it to watch it and they didn't watch it in the end. But I was like, the reason why I want to watch it because I don't understand the way they're going to take it because they could have made that film anything. And the way they made it, I think, don't get me wrong, it's not a perfect film. I think they did well for what they had. Number four, number four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon, loved it. Um, really, Fantastic really, show. really rated it. Um, yeah, thought it was amazing. Um, since, actually, you know what? I've messed up my order. I've messed up my order. Sorry. Let's knock down. So no, from from number two, from number two, let's knock down everything. So um, what did I say to you? Across the Spider Verse? Yeah three barbie four um killers of the flower moon five yeah at number two i didn't watch it in cinema it came out this year a thousand and one what a fucking film film. what a film tiana taylor take a fucking bow take a bow she went in like insane story It's all about gentrification. It's all about change. It's about a coming of age story. Like, it's amazing. Every time I said, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. This would happen. It explained it in the next fucking scene. Oh. What a film. What a film. Wow. The passion, Those those are my top five films this year. So I'd say Oppenheimer number one, A Thousand and One number two, um, Across the Spider-Verse number three, Barbie number four, Um, and then Clears of the Family, number five. Saltburn is at number six. Oh, wow. Uh, I know everyone's liking Saltburn at the minute. How to Have Sex as well is in there. Um, I know a lot of people are liking Saltburn at the minute. What I just want to say about Saltburn, yes, it's a great film if you don't watch films, but if you watch films, you saw what the, the plot was 20 minutes in. That's just my take on it. But yeah. I uh, let someone else have the film. I think
0: Saltburn is a really polarizing one as well. I think a lot of people that, who don't love a lot of people who don't love film are watching it and be like, "Oh my god, this is so weird!" Like, da, 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 why is this happening?" Da, 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 da. Like, the Salt Bear, the Salt Burn takes are pissing me off more than Saltburn. Yeah, they're, go, they're
2: going on like it's the fucking greatest film ever. Like, it's,
0: it's um, I'm seeing a lot of hate. I love lo- seeing...
2: the ending as well. I think oh, the, really? the ending was so sick. It's yeah, so the, I think
0: the, I liked it. I didn't like the last twenty minutes, but I liked everything else. Yeah,
1: I think the the dance number at the end is is one of the like just in terms of like the tone of the movie. I think you know that's that's kind of a really great moment in Saltburn. Um, but and you like seeing Barry Keoghan's swang that thing around. Um Jesus. but okay, he um, <laughs> but I just I don't understand either end of the spectrum for Saltburn. Like everyone's saying it's a masterpiece, it's not. Everyone's saying it's the worst thing it's ever. Not put a to film. It's not masterpiece. It's not. It is it's a, perfectly not, it's just a perfectly fun good and film. silly movie <laughs> that doesn't warrant yeah. either end of like the spectrum.
3: Yeah. You know what? I wanted to do something interesting. Sorry to cut you off. No, go on. Scotty, but but I feel like a few of those films we are going to list in our own top fives. I wanna try and give my favourite fives without those that C J selected because I'm basically like three three out of five with his ones. Like I love those films and spoken about them so much over the over the year so in given my top five i'm gonna go for like the the five ones that yeah i love the most but also i win. mean i
0: assumed i assumed all of us were gonna try and give five that the other five didn't bring anyway yeah
2: i was gonna say why don't why, why don't we all just do that and then i think this is a this is a point we can cut out um for, like, content purposes, why don't we do films that we li- like, like, all individually, five other films that we liked? Because, yeah. do you get me? Like, Uppaheim yeah. is going to be in everything. So, yeah, why not just do, like, that and then that's TikTok content that way? Do mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying?
3: Say no more. Okay, you know what? I I wanted to watch Past Lives ag- again before I put it in my top five, but I did think it was phenomenal the first time I watched it. I think Past Lives so is great. I'm going to use that as a normal- yeah, as honorable mention, you can explain that way better than me, Scully. But my other top five is obviously the holdovers. We've spoken about that. All of us are strangers. Now, I went, to, I went into this film like in the dark because yeah, we were all scrambled for tickets around the London Film Festival time. All of us are strangers. Was actually like a, it was a proper banger. It was phenomenal, and if you guys haven't seen the latest trailer, the, I think that's one of the best. Works like well, work trailers that I've seen in a long time. It gives you everything and nothing at the same time. Like you, you don't know what's gonna happen. And as someone has seen the film, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But the devices in that film, they're just so like heart. It's like heartwarming, but heart like it just made me feel tight in the throat and tight in the pause in the chest. Big pause. But yeah, I... Flat- we're leaving
2: the posting thing in in twenty twenty three. To be honest, yes, yeah, sure. no, we, we, um, we do, I'm I'm not.
3: We shall. Okay. I I am. I want. I'm better than that. I'm better than this. But yeah, no, that that is a great film. Um, another one is Anatomy of a Fall, which is, it is like a a multinational film. If I'm correct, it's like English, German, and French. So it's a film about. A man who who has a fall, it starts off in a very kind of ambiguous way. It's got like a wooden kind of cottage in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, Snowy. Following, it follows like a, a even the cinematography in it is quite captivating. It even has this one shot, this specific shot where it like follows a dog, and it follows it up to the body of a man that's fallen off a building. And the dog is with like a half deaf son so the son basically has a disability and you basically have to watch this film as it builds up a case for this man's fall and it's a case whether his wife had wife done it or not and yeah it's just a, a really stunning and gripping film like i could almost say it's a thriller but it's more of an investigative type of film that yeah man it, it's just it's just got so much to it like great acting really engaging story i sat on in it sat in on it like it was a case for a film like proper great and what's my other ones um the polite society i told everybody i told everybody to like um watch this film i thought it was great um i don't think many many people saw it did you guys get to see polite society no, it, it never great showed film. Something. Yeah, the,
0: song, the release wasn't wide enough.
3: Great. Yeah, it's great. It wasn't wide enough. And I, I feel like that, that is so disappointing because if that was an American film, it'd be a banger. Some of the actors who featured would probably be like next up for like another film of a similar type, but more so because they are actually great at what they're doing. They're really good actors. And what other film was I really interested by? Um... I, I'm i not too sure on this film because I only saw it once, but Les Indesirables. I like a follow-up film, even though it wasn't a direct sequel from um, Les Miserables. But Les Indesirables felt like a... It felt like a take on French society that allowed us to see the politics behind why the people move together and why they mobilise in terms of protesting, in times of rioting and yeah it just felt like a a heart-pulling film that acted a bit as is as a documentary to see like the political processes behind things because if you're talking to me about like the uk and i don't know you ask a simple question like oh how do you talk to your mp how do you complain if something's going on i would be able to give you a loose idea of how that can come to fruition, but. Les Indesirables like, sets out on a path to really show you from like start to finish all of that the communal work that people are trying to do in order to bring community together in order to better lives of people and how the government is routinely failing them and how they're set up to fail, fail them. So it takes some actors from Les uh, Miserables, puts them into this new kind of perception of society and yeah we got to see that at the London Film Festival. It was it was great. And my last one is Cobweb. Cobweb, I really need to see I've been dying to see that film again. I keep like opening my laptop and, and searching and searching to see when it's coming out, but all now I don't even have an idea. It's another film we got to see at the London Film Festival and uh, not to speak to Scu- speak for Scully, but I would say it's probably the best film that we we got to see at the yeah I'd agree. and we saw a lot it was it was a mess it had me laughing as much as I laughed at parasite and I don't want to be one of these people that are oh, you look at Korean cinema I'm laughing that harder because it's Korean cinema and oh look I look at foreign films I'm, I'm not that guy but it was genuinely that great it gave it, it felt like it felt like Birdman meets parasite if you get what I mean like very kind of meta and its approach to filmmaking and it's literally the director kind of speaking to his younger self and speaking to the generations of how korean film started the investment in it the causes behind it the players politically and community and within the acting realm and how they all had their significant kind of parts and it comes together as just like a total performance it felt so theatrical it just felt awesome and, and great and yeah I think when that comes out here it's gonna be an absolute banger so yeah those are my five very long winded explanations but I feel like there's been no conversation about these films whatsoever so yeah
0: good five a strong five you took probably all of the film festival picks that one is there actually nah because I would have picked I would have picked cobwebs I man. think Cobweb was great sorry,
3: um bro. but bro just to finish off we need to do that again like next year we'll be there again we'll do that much more. 100 percent,
0: ross what's your five what's your starting five for the year
1: so my uh, my top five and i'll rattle through them quite quickly because as i say i think there's a lot of overlap and similar to um to, to jude and uh, cj i had three uh of kind of their fives in mine um As things stand, and I I base mine off the UK release date, so some of the stuff some people might have seen last year, if it was in previews or whatever, but top five for me uh, were Anatomy of a Fall, Um, as kind of Jude was saying, it's this kind of really great, quite tense, uh, essentially kind of whodunit. Um, You know, a man is dead after a fall, that's how the film opens up, his uh, wife is kind of the main suspect and it sort of kind of plays out as this sort of investigative drama and then sort of courtroom thriller um you know there's lots of stuff kind of going around on twitter at the moment of you've got the the hot lawyer everyone's doing their little fan cams for kind of uh, the wife's lawyer in the movie um there's also a lot of love for the guy who plays kind of the um the prosecuting barrister he i think he's in the list of like best (laughs) hater of the year because he's he's so phenomenal, it's just like an asshole. Like he's such a hater, but like he's he's just doing his job. But he's incredible, and I think you know it's it's this sort of perfect combination of just pitch perfect performances across the board, um, and actually just this really great tense kind of thriller. So that comes in at my number five. Um, my number four was Tar. So this is one that obviously kind of slips in potentially from last year, but you know I just thought Kate Blanchet was incredible. I thought it was it was one of those films where. It took quite a long time to get into it you know it doesn't give you any sort of leg up into kind of that world of uh kind of essentially kind of being a maestro and also that kind of toxic behavior uh, that the character has but once you kind of get into that rhythm it becomes this really kind of just really nice spiky movie um and i think it still has the best punchline of any film this year You know, it does all this kind of big setup and it's just got an amazing kind of end. Um, So that comes in at my number four. And then my top three, Killers of the Flower Moon in at number three. I've got problems with it. I still think, you know, that the way the story goes, I'd like to have seen it differently. But you can't deny that it's a beautiful looking movie full of amazing performances. It's Scorsese. Even his films that have problems are essential pieces of cinema so that comes in at three uh number two across, across the spider verse it's one of those ones where if i went back and watched it would i so I, I watched the first one again into the spider verse this year and I, when that came out i was like that's one of the best animated movies if not the best animated movie i've ever seen and i watched it again early this year and i still thought this is incredible but i could definitely tell that maybe my admiration had waned a bit um so that's a movie that is definitely not my number two it's only i've only given two 2023 movies five stars and that was across the spider verse um and i'd say if i watch it again i wonder if i would be like it's good but maybe there are issues that you know um but for now it's in my number two and the number one is just oppenheimer because it is just i think the most essential film of the year um i think it's nolan's kind of most mature and assured movie um again just absolute powerhouses um performances across the board. Uh I think just in terms of visuals and sound and the score, I think I just think it's uh, Nolan's best film by a uh, Country Mart. I just think it's so perfectly done. Um and that, yeah it just has to go in at number one. But if I'm gonna look at some of the kind of the movies from this year that I think either perhaps didn't get enough love um or you know maybe people have found a bit more polarizing I would definitely say something like asteroid city. Obviously we're in award season. now. I loved it. Um, loved it. I really loved it. You know, I thought it was quite melancholy. It had quite a lot to say, I think about kind of, you know, identity and purpose and kind of why we're trying to do things. Um, and it's just not getting any awards love, which is really bizarre. Uh, it's just, it's completely been shut out. And I think that's just cause it had a bit of a polarizing reception when it came out, but that was definitely amongst my kind of favorite films of the year. Um, Jude was talking a bit about there, about past lives. And I think it is a very good movie of, of relationships and yearning and what could have been. Um, it didn't pull me emotionally in the way I thought it was going to, um, mm-hmm. but it's quite interesting, I'd say alongside that, to have a look at some other films sort of about relationships you know, and stuff that can't be, and particularly two that kind of come up. Um, Passages, Ira Sachs's drama that's on movie now, um, I think that's kind of an interesting kind of tale of um a a gay man who starts to cheat on his partner with a woman and it's sort of kind of this love triangle and how he's manipulating them for his own kind of personal gain and how he's selfish and that's a really fascinating movie um and then even if i kind of go back and think about things like joyland pakistani kind of drama about uh, a man who cheats on his wife uh with a transgender dancer um and kind of you know Particularly because it's set in Pakistan, all the kind of the taboo, uh, you know, mm. the, a kind of sense of like shame and identity. So I think there's. I've heard
0: really big things about Joyland.
1: Yeah. And I think that's one of those ones where, you know, you'll have to catch that in a cinema when it's out like one day. And then you kind of miss your chance. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is now kind of on movie or BFI player. So, you know, there's, there's good opportunities to kind of catch up. So, those as kind of like, I wouldn't say antidotes to past lives, but in that similar vein. And again, like Ry Lane, I think Ry Lane is. I generally forgot Ry came out this
3: year. Oh my God. Yeah. That is generally. Well, let me land and do one. my top five then. I actually saw God. that in 2022.
1: So. There you go. Did you? Um, and the only other one I'll, I'll shout out, um, just because I absolutely don't shout love it out because it. it might be my top
0: five.
1: It won't be. I doubt it will be Blackberry. Oh, that's interesting. Actually,
0: oh, I was considering putting that in I've mind, that. but I didn't.
1: Because um, it's it's because everyone will look at it as uh, social network light, which to some extent it is. It's kind of like you know similar format, similar oh, sort of, kind it of storytelling. I'm no, but like it's, it's more about like, here's a tech company. It's how it's kind of founded up and kind of like the dramas and the kind of the backstage kind of politicking and things. Um, but it was just absolutely kind of thrilling. It kind of just plays out like this thriller. And uh, most of that comes down to the fact that Glenn Howerton is just, he's incredible. He should be in Supporting Actor Conversations for awards. He did get nominated by the UK Film Critics Circle this week. In supporting actor so there's a chance he might get broader recognition but it'll be hard but he's he's phenomenal in that that movie and I think it just plays so well it's very funny but then it's also very thrilling and it's just it takes again like something that could be quite a mundane story and actually pumps a lot of life and energy into it which is you know just incredible Um, I think the the challenge it has and the disservice it has is I'm not sure what Platform it's going on to whether it's Peacock or Paramount, but they wanted to then make it a three-hour mini series, so three episodes of one hour, which I think would do a disservice to the to obviously just to the film. I think you know, and it also then kind of uh, hampers the chances of um obviously any kind of award success or recognition if it was going to get any. um But you know, I think it, for those that were kind of either overlooked or perhaps kind of bypassed, there's a lot of stuff there that is you know as I say really great. Um, and yeah, stuff to check out.
0: I um, I got a five that I don't think any of you've listed. I mean, across the Spider Verse, it probably would have been mine. I think that film was phenomen- phenomenal. I enjoy Polite Society. Probably wouldn't. Just might have missed out on my top five, but it's in and amongst the top ten if I'm doing one. Obviously, Oppenheimer was fantastic. I think Barbie was fantastic. You guys know I enjoyed Barbie just a little bit more than Oppenheimer. I did love Oppenheimer. Not my favourite Nolan, but I thought it was amazing. I probably enjoyed Killers of the Flower Moon a little bit more than Oppenheimer. Even though that was a deeply flawed film in terms of the scoring and the way it was shot, I thought that film was crazy. Like There were some shots that I was just like, this is high art like and it can't be looked at in any other way to be honest, and um what else um probably my favorite film that I saw in the cinema this year was Scrapper it, I thought Scrapper was so good, like first of all, if you know me you know I'm a sucker for like a british drama like a a good funny British film, and that film is so reminiscent of like two thousand and four England. If you've ever lived on an estate, you'll love that film. Uh, I've forgotten, the is it Harris Dickinson? I think he is becoming one of my favourite uh, actors, just full stop. I think he's incredible. Like, Triangle Sadness, that that is a very confusing film. There's parts I hate, there's parts I love, but he is definitely a standout from it. He's amazing in Scrapper, and it looks like he's going to be amazing in uh, The Iron Claw. So can't
1: I'm wait cool, to watch the film.
0: I'm cool. Yeah. I'm really, really enjoying his performances. Uh, *Riley* Lane was definitely in my top five because I love a rom-com anyway. And I think because of the time that came out, I can't remember if I saw it at the end of last year or the top of this year. I think actually, I think Jude Wright, I think I saw it at the end of last year because I remember arguing about it. I, I, funnily enough, probably yeah, the New Year's party we're going so to funny. this
2: year. We were, we were. Like, and I, and I... Oh yeah. And you said that yeah. the person said it was shit in it. And they hadn't
0: seen it. And that person, big up Ed, you fucking flid. Can I say that word? If I can't edit out. Um, he came back and admitted that um he watched the film before and he's like, Yeah, it's actually quite good. I was like, You absolute idiot. Like you, it was just a preconceived notion type thing. Uh, great film. And I I love that Americans loved it as yeah. well. You know, you
3: know what? If I could just L- say one thing on it, I think like I can get why people could feel that way but it's like we've been starved of content so much in like this black space of filmmaking that a lot of ideas for me they're gold mines they just have to be executed properly
2: so yeah that, and we don't have to we have to start making films like some other hood
3: yes I agree.
2: and also i don't even
0: think i think beyond that yeah what's great about rye lane is first of all it's two things love actually is such a snapshot into probably what it's like to be white in Long Hill in Hill two thousand and one. Like, my version of Notting Hill looks nothing like Love Actually or or Notting Hill or any of those films there. Like, Ryan Lane is a black film, but it's not centred around being black. Like, being black is not the plot line. It's actually just about two people we meet and fall in love. They happen to be black. And the scenario in which they're in and the scenarios in which they're in and around them are familiar to a black person because it's like it's just a world through their yeah. perspective without it having to be like, Oh, this is a film about blackness. No, it's not. It's just yeah. a rom-com. And that's why I love it so much. Like, um, so yeah, Scrapper, Ry Lane. I thought more than past lives. I really enjoyed, I think it was called love life or oh, yeah, love, love lives. Life. I need to it's double check. Yeah, yeah. Love life. Yeah. For that film was amazing. Uh, there's just something so dark about it something so just the way that it shows human beings are so flawed and we're so imperfect and i love imperfect love stories like that i think last year decisions to leave decision to leave sorry was one of my favorite films and um i think love life is my equivalent of that it's a japanese french collaboration i believe but it all takes place in japan film is so good man it is dark it is really dark and really heavy. So please take warning when you go and see it and you go see it with friends and family, like be easy in it. And I loved uh I loved Bottoms. I thought Bottoms was again it's a type of film. I think for the reason people love holdovers, but I think people some people, not this is not June particular, because I don't think he watches that kind of film that much, but I think there's a lot of people who love Bottoms because of nostalgia in terms of, like, those 70s, 80s, coming-of-age films, like, where people are in schools and da-da-da, like, it's, it's... Like I said, and I said, if you like hold, The holdovers, you probably just haven't seen Good Will All in, like, which I think is an unfair snap of it, but I think I get what she's trying to say. Bottoms, I like Bottoms because it feels like they have done the coming-of-age school film again, but without having to, like... They haven't tried to make it nostalgic or reference the past like that the easier thing to reference is super bad but it's not trying to be super bad it is just a funny film yeah. about two lesbians in school great man great
1: stuff yeah Nice. I mean, there's so much stuff there that I kind of want to see as well. And, you know, as I said, like there's so much stuff that I just haven't got around to this year that probably would have made it into other top fives and top tens. Things like uh, how to yep. have uh, one fine morning, things, even things like Bo is Afraid, have there's so much stuff that I still need to kind of catch up on.
0: The Boy in um, the Heron? Just,
1: yeah, The Boy in the Heron, which is out now. Um, yeah, so maybe we can, song. in our next episode, do a bit more of a talk on that. Um, I wanted to quickly because it is we're recording on the 30th of december there's one last day of 2023 i thought i'd take a look at the worldwide box office for this year uh and give you a quick snapshot and just see if there's any kind of surprises so we'll go from 10th to first so 10th ant-man and the wasp 476 million elemental at nine four nine six mission impossible it comes in at eight 567 million the little mermaid spider-man across the spider-verse in sixth 690 mil Uh, Fast X somehow makes it onto the list in fifth 704 million 80% of which came from foreign audiences according to Box Office Mojo so not inside the States Guardians of the Galaxy uh, in fourth Oppenheimer third Super Mario Bros in second 1.36 billion and then Barbie dominating the box office and basically keeping Warner Brothers afloat 1.44 billion down. give me
2: a set Ross give me a set Ross Barbie Supremacy! Shout out to
3: the ladies. Shout out to, the, Shout out to, the, girls. Shout out to the pink one boys. It's like, crazy because like, um, Jonathan Major started the year like like hardened and he's ended it Whoa. What
2: like, made you go with that verse?
3: It's true because Ant Man in the Wasp was the first film that he listed. He, he was it. on fire and now that fire has been snuffed.
2: I oh, know. And That's he had Creed it. 3 yeah. as well. Creed Creed 3 was an honorable, honorable mention, actually, because I didn't. Did that come out 3. this year? I I, yeah, did, I really
3: didn't. Yeah. Creed that, 3 about was that. in my top 10 for like, a long like, time. Like after John Wick 4, I believe. Yeah, John Wick 4, I loved yeah, it. Did. Yeah, it did. It did.
2: Because I, when, I, when I moved, the first one I watched was Creed 3. Yeah. So.
1: But I think, you know, you look at that kind of box office and it's an interesting year. You know, it's I think one of the especially when we're in award season, a lot of the biggest complaints is that the films that win are art house, indie films that no one really watches and they just considered art. We're in a territory this year where two of the bigger players, Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbie broke a bill, Oppenheimer almost broke a bill. Which for an R-rated movie over three hours Oppenheimer is going to break a bill. Sorry, because it will it break be back. A bill it, once it um, does, back releases. I'm yeah. going back. I'm go. I'm going back. So it's it's an interesting paradigm shift for people to kind of say, well, actually, you can't complain that these are the movies winning awards because not only are they, you know, from an objective perspective, the best films and the most artistic and creative or whatever, but also they may bank. So, you know, it's going to be interesting uh, to kind of see how that kind of trend continues next year. Um, But I think before we go and before we wrap up and say goodbye to 2023, and say hello to 2024. um, Everyone name your most anticipated movie of next year. Jude, I'm going to come to you first.
3: I think mine might be Furiosa or Mad Max, you know? Because Mad Max, like, the the first, like, remake was incredible. Tom Hardy, brilliant. It was just... It was a moment in time, and I feel like that even came out during the times when I started to properly utilize, like, my film memberships and stuff like that. So I remember I, I watched it at, like, a, either an Empire or an Odeon screening. wasn't the best, but Furiosa, Mad Max... I will be watching that in IMAX. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm there now. I, I really, yeah, that, in all that is stories. an
1: amazing Thanks. choice. And that first trailer looks great as well. You know, George, know, and George Miller is such a great visionary anyway. So if it's anything like Fury Road, that's going to be, uh, one hell of a ride. Um, CJ, what are you most looking forward to?
2: I've got three, man.
1: Go on, quick, can't, quick
2: can't. Okay, quickly. quick fire, quick fire. Back to black. Although the acting looks terrible, although, although the person looks terrible, and she doesn't look like Amy. I'm really excited just to see what they do with that. Um,
0: I know um, what his number one number pick is going to be.
2: Is Joker because I absolutely can't wait. And number th- and number one.
1: Marley I Bob Marley.
2: Bob Marley, one love. I'm going to the cinema with my pops. I can't wait. I can't. Fuck. Listen, I'm I'm wearing my string vest in February. It doesn't make it yeah. sense Oh god it make it sense <laughs> Get
0: this guy Sorry, I'm get this guy out of here man.
2: Listen If they started showing If they did an Idi Amin film You'd be there bro what You're talking about First of all They I did an Idi Amin film And I, do
0: an I wouldn't be proud I wouldn't be proud To go and one see one though, that
2: That was like That was like his fall off They should do one About his rise in it.
0: He was a dictator They don't You Anyway yeah.
2: Oh my God. Sorry, oh. sorry, um, sorry, but yeah,
0: I think I'm most excited to see Jason Statham as the beekeeper. Okay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I wrong. don't give a
1: toss about <laughs> that. I mean, it's on my list. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm, I want to see it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bedham, let there be carnage too
3: What's wrong uh... with you?
0: craven the is, hunter. That
3: film
0: looks cheap, so I can't. Right? Madam, word Madam Webb. <laughs> no, 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 My actual most anticipated film for next year is probably, it has to be <sighs> Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even forgot about that film. Bloody hell. Your favorite franchise, you forgot. Yeah, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Because it's, it, it, my man, my yeah, man doesn't even know. That's what like I thought he we could say his, number one. Listen, tripped out. I didn't want to now.
0: I love, I do love that franchise. Not as much as CJ saying, but you know what? We really? might have to let him land. It's Depending wise. on how that film does, yeah, he might have. No, CJ might cook. Listen, now,
2: you won, CJ, <laughs> I'm highly scrutinized all the time, yeah. bro. I'm just heavily scrutinized. And correctly no, so, by the way. I'm correctly right so. In the end. <laughs> mm,
0: this is one thing. No, no, I mean,
2: You've you've reversed on a lot of opinions that you didn't think. Of. But anyway, go on, go on, Russ. What are you saying? <laughs> well, I was just gonna say.
0: <laughs> bring them, bring them to the next pod. We'll have the first episode of twenty twenty four should be a played in full court. Yeah, where we bring <laughs> say every say case we're it. Uh, uh, we're
1: and we go
2: through the files. I <laughs> <laughs> so
1: cool. yeah. tell you what, I've got t- I've got about three. I'll go for three as well because one is the holdovers. Once it gets that UK release, I will be there day one. I need to see that as soon as I can. Um... But the two that I'm most excited for at the moment, one is the Iron Claw, just because it looks incredible anyway. The story of the von Erich family is just so unbelievable anyway. So to kind of see it on the screen, and also with that cast and just the reviews and everything just coming out saying it is just like so perfect. Like I'm so hyped for that. Harris Dickinson, um, uh, Zach Efron, apparently giving like. Essentially, kind of like a De Niro in Raging Bull kind of turn, just completely unrecognizable. So, that's going to be incredible. Um, but one that we saw the teaser for probably quite a long time ago now, and everything's been a little bit quiet. But Bong Joon Ho, Robert Pattinson, Mickey Seven. I think it's coming out March, April time. It is, it is, it is. It is and we've it is. not really seen anything or heard anything, obviously, since um, since Parasite sweep the oscars that year so that's going to be very yeah. high up on my list and you know i'm really excited for that and i just can't wait for like any, any sort of first trailer really
0: can i just say yeah the blockbuster i'm looking forward to next year is lord of the rings the one. if Ooh. that if that does drop no, you so don't like lord of the much rings much and this is why you always remain i, don't know, I just
2: don't, listen but you i don't know but i've tried it i just don't like it
0: you're not in jail, you but you're, you're on tag.
2: That's fine. It's
0: so wrong. My precious.
2: That's fine. It's fine. fine. I just don't like it.
1: Shit slaps, extended versions. Take 12 I'd and a rather, half hours. I'd rather let yeah. all
2: the shit that came out of that pipe fall on <laughs> me and clap. <laughs> nah, that. I'm positive.
0: Well yeah, cheers for joining us in the first year of Played in Full. Hopefully many, many more successful, amazing ones. We're going to get some more rotating guests on here, some different perspectives. Let us know if there's a film you want us to watch. You know, if you're a short filmmaker, maybe you want us to talk about your film send it to us if you'd like to send us to a film festival we are available we are so many more it's been great listen, it's been great filmmakers
2: been I'm not watching your dumb films ab- like about leave like leave the world uh, behind and you just had a perspective about art I ain't watching that it needs a through line I need to it needs to make sense so don't send me no bullshit why are you
0: slewing the directors before? no
2: I just need to <laughs> let them know I'm not watching no bullshit man. I'm not wasting my time I have a life I need, send
1: us your films to review and let's say shit and get the fuck out of here
2: yeah, <laughs> it's a good film. Leave the world behind is a good film.
1: Leave the world behind is very good. I did good. like it. I did very like it. Good. I don't
0: know why people oh. didn't like it. Uh, oh, the ending doesn't make sense. It's not fucking supposed to. The world is ended. You don't call know it, what's happening. Some call
1: it the love actually of the world ending. CJ, right, so I oh, it. right, it I'm, going, going. I'm All
3: right. going. I'm going. Twisted over like the film's reception. Like, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be an over like big massive political statement. It could just be a film. And it was based on a book. The books normally have open endings. They leave you wondering. It's great, but I don't
2: read. So what now? I'm ignorant. Okay. I'm done.
0: And on that note, thank you for joining us in 2023. And we will see you in 2024 and beyond.
1: Have a happy new year.
0: Playful family. Oh, here goes.